Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Scientific Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Berry, joining me virtually from Hagerstown, Maryland. Mr. Darren Shrewsbury Jr. from season two, episode 20. We're 20 episodes in, Darren. How do you feel about that? Pretty good. All right. So, uh, well, I want to call this one the Patriots Survive. And I mean that in the most literal sense of the word because the conditions in Buffalo last night were absolutely awful. Uh, the Patriots somehow came in with a 14 10 win over the Buffalo Bills. Uh, your thoughts on the game, sir? They they definitely came in knowing exactly what they needed to do, um, and they executed it as about as well as you could given the conditions. Um, I mean, I was they were showing uh, the you know kickers practicing. Um, Buffalo's kicker said himself, "Yeah, if it's not a." a, a PAT level or, or your range kick. I'm not comfortable today. Um, and heck, he even had a PAT range kick and he still missed it, which again, I, this is one where I can't put it on anybody for that. Um, and I mean, it just shown how insane the conditions were. They slow-mo replays were, were um, when Allen was throwing it, uh, one of the incompletions was pretty much because the wind caught it, turned the ball sideways, and then it bounced out of the guy's hands. Very, very weird uh, thing. I don't think I've seen it, uh, at least that, you know, I don't think I've seen wind that bad in a game uh, ever. I I don't think I've personally ever sat and watched a game where the conditions were that bad without any snow or rain or anything else. I mean, there was a little bit of snow, but not, that obviously wasn't a fact, the factor to worry about. Um, so that was just crazy. That was truly crazy. Um, and then, you know, Belichick went old school on it, ground and pound and did not let up. (laughs) I'm with you. I never seen a game like that. That didn't involve snow, rain or some mixture of, and I also should point out that, uh, Belichick was wearing a Navy mask before the game. You know anything about service academy football? You should know that was probably his hint to you. You're not going to see my quarterback do anything today. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Navy plays army this weekend. He's probably doing it for that. But if you watch <laughs> the game, you go, "Well, I, there's a good chance Navy throws more than the Patriots did last night, yes. and they only threw three times." <laughs> Navy might average like two throws a game. So if they get well, now that's now that's something to track, isn't it? For that game, see who throws more the Patriots to the Navy. Yep. No, 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 no. You know what a better set would be? Combined throws in the Navy Army game above <laughs> over under three. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Combined passes the Navy and Army over under three. <laughs> I'll tell you this much: the Patriots on their bye Mac Jones' arm is going to be ready to go when we get to Indianapolis in two weeks. Definitely. <sighs> that game, I, I that was as old school as you get. I mean, the only two times that uh, the team has thrown three times and won are like nineteen forty eight and nineteen sixty five or something like that. It's absolutely insane. Or nineteen twenty five. Did you do you have that message pulled up or can you pull it up? Uh, I think I can. Yeah. 68 and 46. Oh, there we go. 68 and 46. Still, that's a long way. That's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. That's a long time ago. And the last team to complete less than five passes and win a game, 
1982 New England Patriots. Hmm. Been a while. <clears throat> Very long while. Been a while. So that's that, that, this is one of those things where it's like, you know what? We knew how big a game it was going to be. We knew Buffalo was a good team. And we knew the condition was going to be bad. This is one of those wins. Like, we're, we're happy to win everything. But there's a sense of relief and pride in winning this game, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, you, you're coming. You're definitely coming into a team now. Obviously, Buffalo, no team, even Buffalo, plays this regularly in this type of condition. However, you knew that Josh Allen was was prepared for what he needed to do if he was throwing it. Like they they were talking about how he was sitting there going, "Well, because of the wind, I need to change my arm form. I need to think about the mechanic. I need to do all this stuff." Like he was sitting there analyzing every bit that he could and and you could see it was it was working i mean yeah he was 15 for 30 but still that's mostly attributable to the fact that the conditions made it difficult and and you could (laughs) see that even with that he was he was making some pretty good throws and there was one of them that dang neil was a touchdown had the wind not caught it right before uh, it landed into what was it Diggs' hands um yeah and uh, so, so he was sitting there doing everything he needed to, and I mean, and it it wasn't, and, and a lot of the the incompletions were pretty much not on him. Um, and pretty, I'd say, like all maybe two of them. And so they came in, they they knew exactly what they what they needed to do. Buffalo did, and they should because it's a home stadium. But even then, it showed that despite the fact they. They would play in, you know, somewhat difficult, you know, depending on the weather up there. Um, it, it, for me, it's a double victory because you know the Patriots come in there one with a rookie who definitely I can imagine has never played in anything like this, especially hold, not in Buffalo. Hold up, in 2015, Mac Jones tweeted he'd never seen snow. Oh. They brought someone brought that out last night. Oh boy. So, uh, he well, it, it didn't snow. I mean, it did, but it wasn't like on, on the ground caking or anything. But yeah, he saw it last night and he knows how cold it was. I saw him before the game with like that head covering. I'm just like, you can imagine what he's thinking. How the <laughs> hell did I get here? Exactly. They, they all they, they just came in and did. I mean, it's one thing to come into Buffalo, um, and win. Now, generally, the Patriots have a pretty good history of doing that, but we know this isn't the usual Patriots. But, not the usual bills either, and especially not the usual bills. But uh, you're coming into Buffalo already hostile. You're coming in there with the craziest wind I've ever seen, and you know Mac didn't have to do anything. He he did whatever he needed to do, and it wasn't much. And he they executed. I mean, the defense was was holding them exactly when they needed to, making the plays when they needed to. Yeah, there were a few penalties that kind of put them in positions where they had to make plays, but when they had to make those plays, they made them. Um, and if that's anything about if that says anything about what mentality they're going to come in uh, with when when they host Buffalo in a couple weeks, um, then I'm lo- I'm looking forward to that game even more because uh, we know it's going to be v- nowhere near the same. Uh, as what we just saw. How's that for your Christmas weekend? The Bills come to town. Yep. How's that? Mm. 
All right, so I want to talk about uh, the fourth down fight at the end of the game, the fourth and 14, uh, that Miles Bryant stepped up, made a play. They, but Brian Greasy could not stop talking about how good that was, and Lewis Riddick couldn't talk about, stop talking about how good, how good that was, that he basically let Stephon Diggs roam free once he figured out the ball wasn't going to him, and he stuck his hand on and made the play. That, and for someone who's backing up Kyle Duggar, who was out because he's on the COVID list, that that's a big play from Miles Bryant there. Absolutely. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was seeming, it, based on the the the, the we plays, it, it seemed like if he was gonna throw it to what was it Beasley, um, like Beasley so. was it was probably assuming the wind wasn't gonna screw something up, which it probably was. Uh, it, Beasley was probably walking right in, um, and. Yeah, but he, but at the same time, the the but all the routes seemingly had an option, right? And he threw where he thought was was uh, best. And again, Bryant made the the right call. He made a great in the moment decision. He as soon as he saw that ball leaving his hands, he's like, "Well, that's not going to my guy. Let's uh, see what I can do." And he he. he Slapped it right out of the air. Um, just ridiculous heads up play. Now, what really stood out to me was they were talking about this before the game, and, and granted, when they had discussed this, the Bills were going the other way. But I think the same principle is still there that the Bills didn't want to throw into, into the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. They, they did, but they didn't. If you throw in the middle of the field and the wing gets it, bad things happen. If you throw in the middle and if you throw the outside and the wing gets it, less bad things happen. So if we're looking at that, yes, Stephon Diggs is one of the best receiver in the NFL, or at least one of the top five. But he's in the middle of the field. Are you really going to try to go to him? Now, granted, they did score the touchdown over the middle, so you can say that. Mm-hmm. But given the percentages, you know, do you really want to uh, to try that in that situation? Probably not. No. One thing to do it in the first quarter, another thing to do it with like a minute left in the fourth quarter. Exactly. And that that final drive, I was standing there watching. I'm like, I do not like the look of this whatsoever. I really <laughs> thought they were going out on the score, and I'm like, we haven't thrown it all night. We can't make up like 80 yards in, in like 12 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was – it I was, was really doing awesome. the I was doing the math and I'm like, uh oh, I don't like look at this math. <laughs> Granted, I say that about most math, but, <laughs> but that, I mean, once I saw the, the that Stefan Diggs made that catch on the on the sideline, I think Jackson thought it might have been going out of bounds or something. I think so. He he very well could have got his hand on that ball. Um, so I think he thought it was going like elsewhere in terms of like in relation to where he was and um because he was there i mean it was it was a ball he could have made a play on but i think he he misunderstood just like all the receivers were like the receivers were misunderstanding where the ball was going as well so this is not much of a fault on on him more so it is the unpredictability of the of once the ball's in the air even though it looks like it's going where it should go it's probably not um, so I don't, I definitely say this without putting very much blame on him. Um, but it was definitely in a position where I think he, he knew, knew he was, could have made a play, but I think he thought it was, it was going elsewhere. 
um, in in relation to where it was. He was still going towards him, but I don't think he quite understood how it was getting there. <laughs> right, and, um, and to be fair, how could you? Right, it's like yeah. you're making a you're making a what second decision in a, in a in a situation that needs like two seconds to figure it out. Yeah, right. You don't have two seconds; and, you have point five. And Diggs just happened to be right where that ball landed. I mean, he was he was like he was pretty much. Uh, he was as close as you could have gotten to, to getting right out of bounds. I mean, he one, one millimeter closer and he would have probably been out of bounds. Um, so it was, it was heads up on his part. And then just overall, like you really, again, you couldn't have covered it better either. He wasn't, and it's not like he was in poor coverage. Um, it just, everything fell right into place at that moment. And then you're like, Oh boy, this might be the nail in the coffin. Um, fortunately, it wasn't. Fortunately. So this win keeps the Patriots in the top seed in the AFC at 9-4. and four. Everyone else is 8-4 and four right now, among the division leaders. Uh, we talked about this last week, so I won't get too much into it because we did have this discussion last week. But I want to just – what the, the Patriots being number one seed in the AFC, I told you this the other day. And this isn't the definition of the more things change when they say the same. I don't know what is. No, I I could not give you a better example at all. Is that you know Tommy had his year last year? Well, it's time for Bill to get back. Mm-hmm. I mean, with I mean, literally, there are so many teams, even team wise, like there are so many teams in positions that we didn't expect them to be at at this point. Like I. Even at the be- definitely at the beginning of the season, I would have not expected the Bills to be seven and five coming into this point in the in the year. Like oh oh for- no, and you know Arizona's a good team, but I didn't expect them to be ten and, and two. two. Uh, there were so who many thought things. The, who thought the Seahawks would be like four and eight? Absolutely not. Uh, so everything is literally everything is changing in the NFL. Uh, hold, and the hold one on. uh-huh. you're forgetting another constant here. Who? The Lions still suck. The Lions still suck, yes. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, like, everything, everything's changing in the NFL. And the one thing that's – that's that is – well, I mean, it's changed in relation to last season. But even then, in the grand scheme of things, nothing's changed in that the New England Patriots are top of the AFC. Mm-hmm. As of right now, they vote a Super Bowl 57. 56. No. 56. 56. Yeah, 56. Because it's. 56. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, I was staring at the logo in the gro- uh, in the in the gas station the other day when I was going to pick up Monster, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, that looks right." Because it was all like posted all over Snickers boards and stuff. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 56. <laughs> the vote is over 56. Goes to Foxborough, Mass. As of right now. Yes, so. And I guarantee there's no team in the AFC that's going yay. Yeah, at this point, you, you don't look at a team on a seven-game winning streak with a. With a rookie, I mean, it doesn't matter who you're. If you're on a seven-game winning streak, you're doing something right. But it's even if if you if you ask me, it's even scarier if you're doing that with a rookie. I said this at the beginning of the year: the Imperial March, the official song of the 2021 New England Patriots. Yep, and I still maintain that. <laughs> Darth Emperor Belichick is quite pleased. Absolutely. All right. So speaking of teams we didn't think would be there right now, uh, who thought the Steelers beat the Ravens? I, I didn't I didn't quite expect it. I mean, I expected a tough matchup, but I wasn't quite sure 
how it was going to go. Yeah, my dad was saying, rating this by 20. I'm like, slow your roll there, old man. I have, if this I thing gets to 20 points total, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I definitely would not have would not have uh, called uh, a 20-point victory on either team, especially not the Ravens. I don't know. Their offense has been very weird lately. It's been awful. I mean, what you're looking for is awful, not weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is true. We'll get to the Ravens in a second. But there was some big news coming out of Pittsburgh that didn't have to do with the Pittsburgh Penguins being sold. Uh, although that is bigger news, if you ask me. Uh, big Ben has reportedly told those within the organization and former teammates he expects this to be his last year in Pittsburgh. So I will make this a two-pronged question. Number one, do you agree with him? And number two, what do you think of that? It... <laughs> I don't know. I remember there was being some some um, over the last couple of seasons. I remember there being like toss ups every season. Where is is this one? Is this Ben's last year in the league? And two, if it isn't, is this his last year with the Steelers? Um, it, it's been, I guess, a thing that everyone's been asking for for this time. And and seeing that, I'm like, well, interesting. Um, now, of course, Roethlisberger hasn't had made any public uh, statement about, you know, saying, Hey, yeah, th- this is my last. Apparently the one thing I had seen is that he, he gave the, well, I call it the classic Belichick answer of playing it one game at a time. Right. And Tomlin followed him up on that. Neither of them sat there and denied it. So yeah, make of that what you wish. I, I think it, it, if, when it comes to things like this, if you start answering, I mean, you're, obviously you don't want to go saying, yes, this is my last year in the middle of the season. This, that's the absolute last thing you want to do as a player, um, uh, especially your franchise quarterback saying, yeah, this is my last season here. Um, you, you definitely – that's not going to happen. I mean, we all know that. But I still take saying, yeah, one game at a time, you know, one season at a time. I say I, – I think saying that definitely pushes more towards the yeah this is my like answering the question without answering the question and confirming you know without confirming that this is going to be his last um i I just i don't see very many times i can't think of any times where that that becomes the case and then they and it ends up you know they end up actually staying i can't either it it just that doesn't happen to me it's the, the book has written the book has been written up so far as in up to week 13, you know, I just, that, that it, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to play it one last time because I think we can beat them. And I just wanted like, Hey, you know, thank you for a great career. Have fun in retirement mm-hmm. because even if you don't like the Steelers, it's hard not to respect what they do and Ben as a whole. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he had some problems like younger in his career, but, Come on, who hasn't, right? Yeah, I mean, he's I mean, definitely a quarterback that's that's entering the Hall of Fame, and it's because he's done a lot. <laughs> is he first ballot boy with two with only two rings? There's a lot of people that are first ballots with no rings. Okay, that's true, but he is a quarterback, and he is on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I, I say two rings in a in an organization that has six. Um, I'd say that's what that, that's worthy of first ballot. <laughs> Yeah, I can agree with that. I just had to push the issue a little bit. You know yeah. how I am. <laughs> I mean, he he ranks is is in top ten in in all the 
big categories, right? That's uh, just due to longevity. That doesn't mean anything. That means he's old. True. At this point, <laughs> we're getting to the point where we, we understand that quarterbacks are pushing it longer. And, and I mean, that, for multiple reasons. I mean, one, I don't know what the average lifespan of a quarterback, well, lifespan, career lifespan of a quarterback, not, not actual yeah, we don't, lifespan. We don't. <laughs> but I'm not going to say they should be dying. <laughs> um, this is not horse racing. We kill horses on the, on the, on the track like <laughs> happened yesterday. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, Wait, he's almost, what, what is it? Did you see that horse dying on the track yesterday? No, no, I did not. I the didn't Kentucky even see Derby winner from this year, Medina Spirit, had a heart attack after a workout at Santa Anita Racetrack yesterday. Oh, that, well, that's depressing. This year's Derby winner. The cause of all that controversy that banned the greatest trainer in the history of the sport. Jeez. Uh, after a doping scandal, pretty much. Yeah. Wild times in horse racing. Sorry, but I, I yeah. did make that comparison, so I had to be brought up. Now. But, <laughs> of course, you know. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah. Continue. Mm. I mean, it, it. You've got guy. You've got Eli. He he was in the same class as Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. And as much as I don't want to say it, Eli Manning's going to be a Hall of Famer. Probably. He I, he's probably. I don't know if he's going to be first round, but he's going to be. He's going to be. He's got Peyton pulling strings for him now. Yeah, I mean, he, he he's probably going to be first round, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, I mean, again, he's got two Super Bowl rings over the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, now he he's he's garbage time in a lot of other situations, um, but he's going to be a Hall of Famer if not just for those two ring uh, for those two rings. Big Ben's had a lot less of a hectic career in terms of being the laughing stock in my in my personal opinion, the laughing stock of the league in a few times, a few times um, in a, in particular seasons. Uh, so, I mean, he's he's top five in wins, he's number six in pass yards in the career, and he's eighth in passing touchdowns in in I imagine these regular seasons. This doesn't clarify on this ESPN. But it has the numbers. Um, point point is, he's decorated. He's got two Super Bowls. They they, they, they made it to they make it to three. Yeah, they lost to the Packers. That's right. In That's right. They, so he's got no, three. Forty eight. Yeah. No, forty eight was forty eight was Seattle. Oh, that's right. Forty and forty six was Patriots Giants Part Two. Was it forty five then? I think so. Yeah, 45 because it was 2010, 2010 season, 2011 Super Bowl. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, right. and then the next year, yeah, uh, the Patriots did uh, 2012 season, 2011 uh, season, 2012 Super Bowl. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I Man, think- that's been t- uh, 11 years ago. Right. And Rodgers is getting old. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, I think it's. If it, I mean, if it is indeed his last season in Pittsburgh, I can't. It's going to be hard to expect he's going anywhere else. I'd, I would want him. I'd quite imagine it's his. If it's his last season in Pittsburgh, it's his last NFL season. Because um, I mean, I'm pretty sure now a lot of people say this because they say this, but he he's. I think we've seen that he doesn't. He, he's even probably said it that he doesn't want to play anywhere other than Pittsburgh. So. I mean, well, that does, a lot of people say that, and it generally means nothing. But um, again, he's he, 
he's he's not i don't think it's going to be a situation where someone else is picking him up if he well, does leave but not immediately but here's the thing you're not retired when you retire you're retired when the phone stops ringing Mm-hmm. So if there's we'll a, just look at Adrian if Peterson, a, right? If there's a team that loses a quarterback in in like training camp or whatever, or midway through that through next season, someone's gonna think, well, let's give Ben a call. Mm-hmm. And you know whether or not you answer that call is up to you. But once those calls stop coming, that's when you are officially retired from the NFL. You may only be on the retired reserve in the retired list until your contract is up. But you're basically retired when no one thinks, hey, let's go call him up if we need a quarterback or yeah. running back or whoever. That's when you're retired. So we'll see how this thing goes. So we all know it's going to happen, right? Someone's going to lose a quarterback in either in training camp or in the middle of the next season, and they're going to go – and everyone in the media is going to go, you know what, they should go sign Ben Roethlisberger. They should go sign you know, insert name here. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, they've Phillip, been doing that Phillip with Philip Rivers. Rivers, yeah. Right. I mean, it's been when, the Philip Rivers – retirement show for hey get him back <laughs> right sense yeah i mean it's just it, it that's how it works so it, it, we'll see how this thing goes it'd be weird to see him not in the Steelers uniform though won't it oh absolutely that almost yeah. be as weird as brady in a bucks uniform yep all right let's turn to the Steelers ravens game now particularly one play i want to ask you about the two-point conversion at the end of the game would have given the ravens the lead and basically won the game mm-hmm would you have gone for two? Would you have kicked the would you kick the extra point with Justin Tucker? I I think given the momentum that Pittsburgh had that entire quarter, I feel like it personally, I feel like it was the right move. Um I I I don't think and I think it was what was it? Um they lost one of the cornerbacks. Um, right, they the lost second. Marlon Humphrey. Yeah. And they didn't have a whole – they were playing like backups to the backups. They were playing with a bare secondary. Yeah. I think given that, that definitely had factored into the the choice. Um, and I think Harbaugh knew that if, if this drug on longer, it, it was just going to end in the same – if they miss the two-point conversion, they, or, you know, they lose. If they get the PAT, they got to deal with the same crap in overtime that they've been dealing with this whole quarter and being the fourth quarter where they, uh, you know, Pittsburgh scored 17 and put them in that situation. So personally, I don't blame him one bit for going, if I'm going to win this game, this is the moment where we win it because these, these, these backup guys might not be able to do it. I'm Um, with you a hundred percent. And, you know, it it didn't play out. I mean, the play looked nice. Like it would have, you know, it definitely would have looked. It It was was there. there. All he had to do was catch it. Yeah, and Mark Andrews catches that. He probably physicals his way into the end zone. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame him one bit. I think that was the decision that that I would have made in that. In that, now again, I'm not a coach and never will be, but I would have made that decision as well. well <laughs> so if it means anything to anybody, decision. The analytics department made that decision. The, G, the the people upstairs made that decision. Yeah, the Ravens lean high on analytics, and Mike Tomlin actually said that post game was like they were predictable. We knew they were going to go for two. They mean having analytics. We knew they were going to do that. Which is kind of a shot at analytics. Which, you know what? <laughs> Go Mike Tomlin. Go Mike Tomlin. I don't like analytics. Yeah, it's I mean, too... I mean, you, I expect to like him. I yeah. think they're cool, but I don't think they should be making decisions on the field. That's the head coach's job, not the front office's job. Mm-hmm. 
I think even without it, well, definitely because I didn't, I didn't know they were taking analytics into account. But I, uh, I definitely was like, let's do it. Like, um, even the seat, of, but, even the seat of the pants coaching probably would have said go for that. Yeah. So I, 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 I definitely just just rolling in the analytics, take into account the analytics for sure. But I, I agree, like analytics or analytics there's always the chance that there were that in that situation that particular scenario they don't apply um right i mean analytics can't take into the fact that you've lost your like you've lost half your secondary <laughs> yeah well that your quarterback is not playing all that well or whatever it just it all it knows is a perfect scenario mm-hmm. and newsflash people these players aren't perfect yep so that six five and one the game in Minnesota coming up on Thursday. Did we count the Steelers out of the AFC wild of the AFC wild card race? I think they'll the first team out, right? Right. So because they had that half game of everyone else with that tie. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, it's definitely definitely not count them out time yet. Um, you know, we can worry a little bit if they you know happen to lose to Minnesota, but. We'll see. Well, you know, we'll see how that turns out. They've had problems with the with the NFC North this year. They 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 uh, tied the Lions. So <laughs> the NFC North, I mean, but, yeah. All right, let's go around the NFL, shall we? Alrighty. Cowboys beat the Saints twenty-seven to seventeen on Thursday night. The Saints have now lost five in a row, sitting at five and seven. Have a stick of fork in New Orleans. Yeah, they they they're done. They're gone, though. <laughs> The Colts whipped the Texans 31 nothing on Sunday. That The Colts on their bye this week. It's like, it's like the Pats, and we'll get into them next week. But 31 nothing. that's uh, that's a big score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's the type of score that you expect against a team as bad as the Houston Texans. Who are the first team out of playoff contention, officially. Mm-hmm. Lions beat the Vikings 29-27. Detroit gets their first win. Uh, that was a fun game, I hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, quite literally a victory in the absolute last possible moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you love to see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You love to see it. Dolphins are hot. They've won five in a row uh, after beating the New York football Giants 20-9. to nine. Mm-hmm. They're now 6-7. and seven. They're right there in the AFC playoff picture. Yeah, uh, it's weird because just, you know, a month or so ago, we were saying, hey, look who just won the Suck Bowl. <laughs> mm-hmm. One and seven turns into six and seven before you know it. Mm-hmm. And I, someone pointed, pointed this out. You know when they started winning? Hmm. When they trade deadline passed and they couldn't go through Deshaun Watson anymore. It's almost like you throw support behind your quarterback and the quarterback does well. <laughs> right. Who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Insert the Pikachu meme. Huh? <laughs> now they got... What the, the Dolphins have... Well, obviously they have four games left. They've got the Jets... They got the Saints, and then they got the Titans and the Patriots. Um, they could be they Saints, could be eight and seven going into that last, last Titans game. Yeah, they've got they've got three like their last now the Saints have fallen off, but I don't know. We, we'll see how they. Uh, but Saints, Titans, Patriots of, of the last few games they've played, those those are definitely the the tough uh, a tough stretch at the last bit. So we'll see how they handle it. 
Um, and I watch the Jets come rolling in here like the Pat McAfee meme, just like, I'm oh, going that's, to that on my way to exactly, beat the Jets, on our way to beat the Dolphins. That is exactly what I was thinking. Because, <laughs> I mean, it was a 24-17 <laughs> game the last time they played, which was only a couple weeks ago. Um, and the Jets, for as bad as they are, they're actually kind of competitive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, they, you know, they walloped the Panthers. They beat the Giants. <laughs> They they what was it seventeen to nine against the Texans was their first win that was that that suck bowl victory. Mm. Um, I mean, so you could argue that te- their victories in this stretch haven't been against very good teams. Now they beat the Ravens, who's still a good. We team. We don't know about they, that yet. Who's still a record shows they're a good team, but we again we don't know how to take about it at the by the end of the season. But um, but they've. They've all. I mean, all of their losses have come to generally, except for the Jaguars, uh, pretty decent teams. Even the Falcons haven't been that amazing. But so it will, it will see what this turns into by the time they start playing the last couple of games, the last three games of the season. Whether against, well, we'll still see how the Saints are looking by that point. But definitely the Titans and the Patriots. That's going to be those are definitely the tough ones. So we'll really see how that goes. But. You know, are the Jets gonna knock them off their high horse, or and frankly, that I'm gonna laugh if they do, and I'm gonna laugh if they don't. I don't know. So this is gonna be a game where I get to laugh no matter who wins. <laughs> being, being a Patriots fan, you get to laugh on almost everyone in your division. Absolutely. <laughs> Cardinals beat the Bears 33-22 when Kyler Murray returned to the field after injuring himself in that Packers game a while back. Uh, this is the. The Cardinals win this game by 11. That's the seventh road win in seventh row, seven row games, all by double digit points. If they if they beat the Lions on the road when they play them next, when they in their next road game by double digits, they were the first team in NFL history to win eight road games by double digits. Wow, that team is good. Start giving it credit. It's not all Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and the Rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and this team has continued this 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 streak. Without Kyle Murray for those, you know, stretch of games. So right, they had Colt McCoy against the 49ers, and they ran all over them. Yeah, so, Colt McCoy. <laughs> it's like who? <laughs> that the old, old Texas, Texas guy. guy that that like what? <laughs> the last good quarterback Texas had. <laughs> uh, I'm, one's down. One's down. I love doing fun fun times. I love doing that. We're not going to stop today. The Big Twelve, right? Correct. Good. (laughs) Chargers going to Cincinnati and beat the Bengals forty-one twenty-two. This was actually a fun game. I watched. I missed the first part of this game because we were putting up Christmas lights. But what I saw of it, it was a really fun game. Ellen got out to a sixteen nothing lead, and Burrow like busted his pinky. I mean, it was really swollen, like really, really bad. Uh, I don't remember how he did it, but I remember he did it because I looked at it and I'm like, okay, that that hurts me looking at it. Uh, yeah. On his throwing hand, no less. Oh, man. Uh-huh. But he rolled him back. They got it back to 24-22. And then the Chargers just... Joe Mixon fumbles against the Chargers, apparently. The only time he ever fumbled prior to that was against Chargers last year in week one. And they took it back. Did that again. They took it back. That sealed the game. But hey, you know what? After a big win over the Steelers, you kind of felt like the Bengals were in for a letdown game. And they almost weren't. Burrow, Burrow got him back, okay? Over the busted hand. That 
Joey freaking Burrow. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Joey freaking Burrow. There ain't no way I got a man crush on him. The kid's good. <laughs> I mean this when I say it. Joe Burrow was my favorite player outside of the Ring of Patriots. Like, I, and I'm not kidding. And you know that, and I'm not kidding. Yep. Ravens beat the Jaguars 37 7. Does this mean anything? Does this mean anything? Nope. No. Oh, man. You went right for it. <laughs> nope. I mean, you know, I was worried for a little bit that Matt Stafford wasn't going to score any points. And then, you know, he throws up three touchdowns because um, it was slow. And then, of course, you know, I had zero idea that Henderson wasn't. Uh, you know, he wasn't put as out or questionable or anything. He he had an injury, but last second, he drops to like, oh, yeah, yeah, he, Michelle's taking over for the day. And I'm like, you kidding me? I mean, I was going to lose anyway. Uh, it didn't matter if I had Michelle, if I somehow picked up Michelle and popped him in there. But I blew uh, out my opponent by like 100 points. I, I was close for a while, and then everyone and – then, and then once it started hitting in the, ev- uh, the afternoon games uh, or the evening games uh, – that separated. Now, weirdly enough, I'm on a four-game losing streak, and I've been in fifth place for the last three weeks. I'm coming for um, your fifth place, man. I'm so coming some, for your fifth place. There's like four four people out of six and seven in the top three. There was like there was no chance anyone's breaking into the top three. Uh, like the top three, I think, are the top three in our league at this point. You got ten and three, and two nine and fours, and everyone else is six and seven or worse. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 one of the worst. I'm playing a redemption game this week so against basically the bottom of the league, so hopefully nothing goes wrong. <laughs> Maybe. I don't even know who I got next. I haven't even looked. I told you I stopped looking, then I realized, like, I did the Shaq meme. I'm like, ooh, when I saw who I was playing, I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey. win. <laughs> Washington goes into Vegas and wins 17-15 for the second straight week, and prior to those two weeks, there had never been a 17-15 game in league history. Wow. Score got me, and then repeat said score the next week. <laughs> That's Washington's fourth win in the road. They're want... now very much in the NFC East picture, in the mm-hmm. NFC wildcard picture. Yep. Yeah, I got to imagine that's a – that's oh, since it's a first score got me, it's got to be the first double score got me in NFL history. One would think. I mean, it got got to be. Um, I am not going to look it up to make it official, but I'm going to imagine I, it's official. I would have to think. <laughs> so, we ready to count Washington in, or are we still? There's a jury still out. They've been making some. They've been making some uh, some headway. I think. I don't know if they're. I don't think they're going to be able to come in there and take the the division. But I think they're they're definitely keeping themselves in a good position to to take a wild card spot. Look who they got this week. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll be fun. We'll get to that game in a second. I mean, wow. They'll, what an interesting end of the season. It's literally Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. Well, then. It's not the division, why don't you? Right? Like the, like, I mean, it's quite literally the division getting – getting because Philadelphia, if, you, if we're going to throw it in there, they're – Still technically in the mix too. If any, even if, the Giants aren't that far out like, of it. I mean, the Giants are four and eight. Yeah, I mean, because what, yeah. what? Let's see. What's the Giants? What's their, um The Giants have go, they go to the Chargers, host the Cowboys, go to the Eagles, go to the Bears, host Washington. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it, you're pretty much you've. 
this is definitely the stretch that decides the division. I mean, it's it goes without saying, but I've never seen such a weird stretch where, I mean, literally every repeat, game, repeat, repeat, Giants. So weird. Um, wow, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a schedule look like that before. Welcome to the NFL, where everything's on the schedule doesn't matter. Right now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but if I remember correctly, these these. The, the the schedules are generated basically by a computer and then they're approved. Like there's a yes. list of them that work based yes. on the so and then they're approved. The, the computer makes like billions of schedules. Mm-hmm. And then the people who organize that computer determine whether or not it's playable. Yeah. And then they send them out to like the TV partners and they get to say, well, okay, well, we want this game or we want to put this game here. And then Goodell signs off on one that he thinks, okay, we're going with that one. Yeah. Because I saw, I mean, I I remembered this. You should also remember this too, that each team submits a request, like teams will want opening day or things like the non-Detroit or Dallas Thanksgiving game, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whatever. And so you have to kind of work it around. Like, well, if I've got a concert at Gillette, you know, on Saturday or the Revolution are playing, I can't put the Patriots here on like a one o'clock match to put them at like, you know what I mean? It's, there's a lot of stuff that goes in. Yeah. So that may have just been, you know, uh, okay, we have to get these games in. We mm-hmm. don't have any other option. We have to put the wash in here and then go. Yeah. It just, but I guess the, the reason why I mentioned that is, well, it also because of that, you know, how that worked out. But may, the one of the things that stuck with me the other day is that so I think it came something down to not, not the Indianapolis game uh, for the Patriots, but one of the last few games of the season and people were complaining, going, yeah, well, why would you schedule this game like this? I don't remember the exact comment and, and who it was referencing, but I knew it was a Patriots game. And I'm like, well, why would you schedule this and that when you know? And I'm like, I don't think they had too much of a choice, my guy, uh, because of this. And I, obviously I wasn't going to go and respond to it, but my brain was like, I don't think this guy understands how the NFL scheduling works. They don't sit there and work this out like like the college schedules might do. Uh, and I don't, I'm going to bet that the college schedules aren't <laughs> ran on computer. <laughs> well, the conference schedules are, but like, uh, it's, it's, yeah. I, when I, I saw the people commenting and complaining, I'm like, I don't really think you understand how this works. <laughs> like once they had the matchup set, mm-hmm. like once the end of the season is, they'll start going into the computer and the computer will start, you know, they'll start plugging in this stuff, you know, bit by bit. Yeah. The computer will start running around and scheduling 200, somehow many games there are now in the 17th game. And it's just, they'll, they'll figure it out and then they'll go, okay, we have, you know, three here that we think are viable. What do you want to do? Yeah. All right. So one more game here. The Chiefs beat the Broncos 22 to nine. Uh, are the Chiefs back in the AFC? I will, definitely, it definitely shows that. I mean, they're what, what seed are they right now? Um, Ah, yeah, they're they're holding the spot in the playoffs. Um, and there and ain't I, no one's gonna go. Yay, we get to go to Kansas City. Yeah, uh, it's still. Um, I mean, obviously, it's still a, it's a very tight division. I mean, very tight. Uh, so anything could happen. But the the Chiefs have have seemingly righted their wrongs from the beginning of the season. I was I definitely was counting them out at that point. I was like, there's there's no chance. So was I. Um, uh, it's still, it's still not the most beautiful football they're playing, but they're 
doing it, they're doing they just win. enough. Yeah, that you got that W on the board doesn't really matter. Now that'll matter when it comes to playoff time, and they get you know they start playing against teams who aren't making those those making it look sloppy. Uh, but if we'll get there when we get there, right? This is the one week fourteen. The Patriots have a bye this week, so no game to preview. But we will go around the league again. It, it was uh, with the bye week time. I, it, they didn't they say yesterday that was the latest bye week the NFL's ever had. Yeah, ever so usually, in the NFL? it usually it used to go from like week four to week thirteen could be your bye week. Yeah, or week twelve. I don't remember exactly which one, but yes, <clears> fourteen <throat> is the latest bye week ever. And the Patriots and Colts are both on it. So that Saturday game, there's no inherent advantage for the team. It's the same. Mm. Mm-hmm. The Colts have one more day, but yeah, I don't really care about that. It's a bye week for both. Yep. And the who knows what the hell is going to happen, Bull. The Steelers go to the Vikings. The Vikings lost to the, to the Lions. The Steelers beat the Ravens in a physical game. The Lions are without Adam Thielen and they're without Dalvin Cook. Oh. Uh, 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 if, this thing, if this thing gets to 17, I'll be shocked. Mm hmm. That, that, mm. You got a beat on that game? Are you even confident making a pick? Nope. I'm not. No, I have no idea. I'm with you there. All right, let's see. Big games this week. A lot of big games this week. Sit back and enjoy. Raiders at the Chiefs. Mm, That's a big one in the AFC West. Yeah, definitely. Ravens go to the Browns. Ravens and the Browns. I don't even know what the Browns are looking like now. I mean, they're still. They had their bye week last week, so it hasn't changed since they lost. So they are six and six versus the eight and four Ravens. That's gonna be I don't know, I feel like that's gonna be ugly. Uh-huh. I'm with you there. This is gonna be an ugly game. Cowboys in Washington to take on the football team. I almost said the other name. Uh <laughs> what do we think of that game? That I mean we just talked about how important it was, but what do you think about that game? It's I mean, it, it's definitely going to be a, a uh, I still think it's, it's going to be a tough one for Washington to, to handle. I mean, Dallas is still pretty hot. Uh, but, you know, I, I naturally just, when it comes to a game that isn't, you know, against the Patriots, I, I naturally lean towards Washington a little. So yeah. I'm hoping they pull it off. Better than you with the Bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's see here. Ooh, sneaky good game. Sneaky good game. While the Bills and Bucks are getting at it, the 49ers will travel to the Bengals. That's a sneaky good game. Mm-hmm. That that'll be an interesting one. Um, I mean, San Francisco's been kind of they've been weird. Cincinnati's been good, but they've just been they're you know, with the exception Since, of Cincinnati is young. Cincinnati, so it's exactly. always gonna be hard to to pull them out of their, you know, to get them to focus after a big win like that. And they've had some big wins this year. Mm-hmm. So I can't fault them for, for that. I mean, and, you know, like I said, they didn't show up in the first quarter, but Burrow, Burrow damn near brought him back. Mm-hmm. Bills at Bucks. On the Bucks, I have, I'm telling Tom Brady, hey, you know what you used to do in New England? Well, you're doing that here. We're going to hand the ball off all the time. They just, got, they just got run over, and they're on a short week. I'm adding insult to injury. Found the, yeah. found the Bucks. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, they, that's, they've given up the, the Bills – they said that they have given up 200 plus rushing yards in what two straight home games, right? Right. And 
you know, it doesn't locate. I'm gonna say, throw it in. Definitely throw it in and say location doesn't matter in this moment. If if your run games, if you got a good run game, or you're confident in your run game, pound it, pound it at the Bills right now because they don't they don't know how to handle it at this moment. I don't know. They, what's they really happened. don't. And, and which is funny because they're one of the top run defenses in the league. Coming right. into yesterday, they were number four, giving up like 96 yards a game. Mm-hmm. Um, so something's broken, and the last two teams to play them have exposed them. At home, they did play the Saints in between then. Yeah. And the Saints true. didn't have a running game. The, so. the Saints, the Saints have much of nothing at this point. Pretty much. John Payton's going. Eh, yeah. I don't, I don't so, know. I mean, you got Indianapolis, you know, you got Jonathan Taylor. That I don't care who you are, you're probably not stopping him anyway. Uh, and then, you know, yesterday was a more so a necessity, but the necessity proved, you know, that they could handle it. They, they, when they needed to run, just run, that run game was capable. And we knew it was capable, but it was it was in that moment where we needed to rely on them, and they, they showed us we could. So um, now you got to take advantage. I, if I'm the Bucks, you got to take advantage of it. See what while, you can at least. While we're on the Bucks. Let's talk about Antonio Brown for a few seconds here. Uh, he's been suspended three games for for his uh, for producing an invalid uh, a vaccination card. Uh, and there are reports suggesting you actually brought this up that the Bucks may or may not keep him once that suspension is over. Mm-hmm. I ask for your thoughts on those two things. One. Uh, if now I didn't confirm whether it was actually like because I remember we saw that there was the report suggesting he he might have a fake card. Um, I've not con- I've not seen any confirmation whether you know they confirmed that it was fake or if he was just straight up lying about his status. Uh, well, whether, if they but, uh, well apparently he 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 got vaccinated after that. Hmm. So if that's true, and they suspended him for it, he probably did have a fake card. Because there'd be no suspension if he did. Yeah, because I mean, if he if he had a fake card, then he should he shouldn't it, it, one he should be sitting in a, a federal holding cell somewhere, going, "Hey, uh, you screwed up," because that is a federal offense. Um, not because it's a not because it's a fake vaccination card, but because it's forging uh, 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 government seals. Now, I mean, it's not as serious if you're holding the card as opposed because he probably didn't create the card. But uh, so the person who literally created it would be more at fault for the forgery. But still, he would be at at some, you know, at facing some charge. Um, And so if it's indeed all of that's indeed true, he should be facing something. Uh, and I'm not now. I'm not seen whether it has. I mean, this could be things that are under the rug at this moment, which is which is very possible. We've seen that happen before. Um, but one, let's just throw out if it's indeed true, uh, and it, and all signs don't suggest it isn't. Uh, suggested it, it's not false. Uh, I'm just gonna call him an asshat. Mm, you went there. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> Uh, that's that's a, that's the worst I'm going there, but we know what Good. I should be saying. Um, yes, we do, but we have standards on this show. We already know he's a he's a garbage human being. I'm just gonna throw that out there. He's a garbage. <laughs> what human did he being. do to you? What did Antonio Brown do? Uh, there's a lot of things he's he's allegedly <laughs> done, and I'm inclined to believe that 
know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna he, go he, into the he, allegations. His, Those his are he's did, allegedly done. Here's what he did to us. He allegedly did. He allegedly ran his mouth after playing one game for the Patriots and ruined our chance of keeping Brady because of that. Because if he was better, we probably would have won another Super Bowl. <laughs> That's what he did. Blame Antonio Brown for Brady leaving, <laughs> and then and going to join him in Tampa. Yeah, screw you, Antonio and then, Brown. And then there's all the off-field stuff he's gotten into. It doesn't like with the off-field stuff he's gotten into, and it has been alleged to have gotten into. It doesn't surprise me that he would go as far as to do something like this nope. because it's c- clear he's a he's selfish. Hold on. You mean to tell me a receiver is selfish? <laughs> what the? Where did you find this out? <laughs> you so mean I, to tell me there's a receiver in the NFL who's <laughs> self-absorbed? What the? Where do you get this information? How, how dare I accuse him? <laughs> yes. How dare you accuse an outstanding uh, member of society of being selfish? <laughs> but, uh, oh, boy. But even without any of this other stuff that he has done or is alleged alleged to have done, uh, this is serious for multiple reasons. Um, so if, if there was nothing else, this would be the nail in the coffin for me ever respecting him. Um, but I lost that long ago. Uh, two, uh, if he indeed... If he if he is indeed if the reports are true that he will not be kept on the team after this this three game suspension maybe you know suppose I'm going to suggest that they're using these three games to kind of make the decision uh, uh, and if it is indeed true and they let him go I hope no one takes him I genuinely hope zero people take him I'm surprised anyone else uh, you know if anyone considers it I'll be surprised because. There's been so much, at least in the last couple, especially in the last couple of years, so much off-field drama, and now this has come into the play where, you know, he's, uh, um, we're really risking people's health. Um, why would you? Why would you want it on your team? Why would you want that around your team? Why would you want the cl- the aura around that surrounding your team? Um, and anyone who makes the decision to want him on their team, if he's gone after this, I even question the, the coaching staff if they keep him on the team. Let's just, I'm just going to put that in there. Um, I question you. I question you hardcore if he's, one, still on the team uh, for the Bucks, and two, when he's gone, anyone considering him. You kind of wonder if Brady gets word of this, he's going to go, uh, excuse me? You told me I would get control over who I play with. I wanted him. He stays. This is why. This if I was if I was in the position, I'd look at him and say, "I don't give a crap what you want, Tommy boy." Because you signed a contract here. I vote. We had someone illegal write that contract. Mm-hmm. I paid that person in legal if it's the ownership. Like no. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm with you now. One more thing here: three game suspension. Too high, too low, just right. I, Taking I, out of consideration. Well, actually, you can't take out of consideration. This goes down as a personal conduct policy violation, mm-hmm. and he's already been a repeat offender of that multiple times, actually. So three games to me is too low. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like eight or ten. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Um, I, I feel like three is, is a little bit of a slap. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'd have been angry about eight or ten, but I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what the, the right number is. Definitely more than three. I haven't looked. 
I haven't looked into it enough to to know like what all the stipulations are, what how they handle it. But if it's personal conduct, I'm sure that those those stipulations were similar to laws where there's a minimum and maximum maybe um, of punishment. Uh, I don't. I do feel the, like three was a little low. The three. The key part here is is the repeat offender. Yeah, repeat that's offender. The, for sure. That's the thing that you know. That's what matters here. Is not mm-hmm. so much that. Not so much the minimum for violating the personal yeah. conduct policy, but because he's done it before. I think we've that's the thing. Wow, I think we've seen with the NFL, and I don't mean to take shots at Josh Gordon. Um, he's got his struggles, but I think we've seen with the NFL that repeat offense doesn't mean anything to anybody. Yeah. Um, because Josh Gordon has been a consistent repeat offender. Um, isn't he on a roster now? He's on the Chiefs, but they had never. He started the game on Sunday night, but then he disappeared. Huh. Uh, I, I, I remember him being on the roster, but I hadn't seen anything about it if he was actually playing yet, but I knew, um, uh, but you know, it, it just keeps happening with him. And again, I don't mean to kick a man. Uh, I genuinely hope things get straightened out. I hope they all straightened out at this point. You know, I, I don't want to see oh, these yeah. things happen, but, Absolutely. um, I think it's, I think we've been made, it's been made just with that example. And there's been other examples, uh, in, in Dominican Sue in the past with his, his uh, antics. Here's um, when repeat offenders can't, that matters. Uh, some random offensive lineman you've never heard of. <laughs> I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Some guy that no, that doesn't make the news and make you money just from the headlines. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I, at least it's, if we're just going to throw it into that part. Yeah. I don't think the repeat offense makes much of a difference for, for these people. Um, and and it sucks because it should because if you ask me those are the people who should be made examples out of it should be i don't care how high profile you are i don't care if you're a tom brady i don't care if you're an antonio brown i don't care if you're you know etc etc um if you make these mistakes and you make them repeatedly you're going to get punished appropriately for it and those are the people i feel like that should be you know be made examples of if 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 you know appropriate <laughs> and with Antonio Brown's case, I definitely think it's appropriate. I have to agree with that. All right. So let's transition here to the college ranks. And speaking of example, if you're a heck, if you're a uh, university administrator listening to this, do not follow Miami of Florida's example. Just don't. They hired Mario Cristobal from Oregon, which is a fantastic hire as a new head football coach. There's only one problem though. They already had a head football coach, Manny Diaz, who was out on the road recruiting for Miami over the weekend when Mario Cristobal was negotiating with the school to become his replacement. They paid him. They paid him money. They paid Cristobal's buyout. They paid Diaz's buyout, and they paid. And then they gave uh, Cristobal like an eight million dollar uh, uh, contract. Jeez, a lot of money going to this thing, and uh, well, problem. That this 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 irked me on a variety of levels. Number one, I'm not I'm never in favor of head coaches of coaches in general losing their job. I'm never in favor of that. You've got to do something stupid or against the law for me to fire you. But in the ultra competitive world of college football, I would be laughed at because everyone's going to go, "Well, you need to win ten games and you to get into a good bowl game. That's a minimum, and we need to make money." I don't care. And here's the problem with this. Here's the problem with this. You know who's driven this? In terms of the money aspect, boosters, university boosters <clears throat> get 
over yourself. Stop this. If you're a booster and you're claiming, you know what? I want to give money to my school because I remember my great days. I remember the fun I had. Just give them the money. Don't say, well, I want you to win 10 games a year. I want you to go to a good bowl game. Don't say that because you know what you're saying? You just want you just want the school to look at you and go, you know what? Thank you so much, and we're going to do whatever you want. They're going to do that anyway. They want the money. Just stop. <laughs> just stop, university boosters. Stop being assholes, okay? Stop with this. I want you to go do this, or you're not going to get my money. Just hand the money and let them go do the job, okay? Let the athletic department do their job. Let coaches do their job. And if you have a problem with it, go coach the football team against your rival that you hate so much because you went to school at where you you went to school. You go win that game. Then you get to talk about what it's like. Until then, no. All right? Stop making it so we're chasing money athletics and costing people jobs and livelihoods. Stop. Because this is trickled down to the players now. National signing day, the first the early window is in like two weeks. And you've got coaches being fired for no justifiable reason and people committing for no, and people are com- having committed are decommitting. You're not going to find a new school in two weeks. It's going to be flooded all for the late signing day in February. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. The early signing day was created to a, for it was a pro player move because there are some players that were locked in and wanted to sign early. That's what it was. They wanted to get out of the way, and that's fine. But if I'm a recruit and I look at you know Miami, and I was going to Miami, no way I'm doing that now. No way. I'll give him a shot with Mario Cristobal in February, but not now. <clears throat> yeah. And you're asking Cristobal, while he's trying to move his family across the country from Oregon to go out and hit the road recruiting for two weeks to try to identify a class of guys, this is insane. This is not what college football is about. This is not what this sport is, and I'm tired of it. We've reached the point where we've gotten to we're hurting players, we're hurting everyone. Bronco Mendenhall, the head coach of the University of Virginia, resigned it effectively because he didn't really want, like where the sport was going, he didn't want to deal with that. Bronco Mendenhall is one of the most respected coaches in the country. Almost everyone agrees that if there was a commissioner of college football, he would nominate him for that role. If he, at a basketball and academic school, a school that does not value football on the same level as Virginia Tech or Miami or Clemson in the same, in the same ACC, they, they want to do well, don't get me wrong, but they don't value it as much as they do academics or basketball. If he is looking at this and going, you know what? I'm out. We have a problem. We have a massive problem in this sport. And you know what? With Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC and everyone else loading up, it's only going to get worse. Because these coaches are going to be expected to go 10-2, and 11-1, and one, and only going to go 7-5. and five. Why? Because <clears throat> math. You're going to have all these big-name programs beating up on each other, and someone's going to have to go 7-5 and five in a season. Okay, mm-hmm. the math does not support everyone going 11 and 1 or 12 and 0. You're going to have coaches fired, and this is going to become an endless cycle unless we stop this now. And I know we won't because why? When we're getting all this money, and TV simply do with it too, but Brewsters stop being egotistical brats about, any, about all this. Stop. You are hurting the school you claim to love. And that's not just for any school. That's for every booster in this country. 
I don't care who you are. I don't care what school you're supporting. I don't care about any of that. Stop ruining this sport. I'm done. I, I can't, I definitely cannot do any disagreeing with that. I mean, it, it, so let's, when it comes to let's just throw Miami and uh, let's keep throwing Miami in the fire heel. This is why not? We're, we're, this is what their third coaching change since 2018. Yes, but Mark Vick resigned. I think there are health reasons. I can't. You can't fault that. You can't fault that. But um, two, even two in let's just say since 2019. Let's just say even since two. You know, two of them um, since then is still. That's a lot of. That's a lot of coaching changes in, in two, you know, three years. That's more than needs to be happening. Oh, buddy. I've seen Everton have like five managers in the two years. span. you want to talk about coaching changes? That's, okay. I, I know all about that. And then some, yeah, that's, in, that's just insane. I mean, you're, you, you, you're, you're not giving anybody enough time to now. I know Miami's culture has been toxic for a while. Like people have been, have been, you know, we've been reaming on Miami for well, at least those three years, if not a little bit longer, for for being the t- a team that tr- that seemingly is going to be one that's going to make a shot, and then they blow it every time, like we expected. We keep thinking they're going to have a shot, and then they still, you know, let us down. Um, I expect them to suck sometimes, and they still let me down and suck worse. Uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, it's, how it, I know that feeling. Th- there are so many things that they need to fix in that program and in that depart- athletic department. I'd, I'm just going to throw into that, that one co- uh, you know, consistently changing coaches isn't going to fix. Well, they need to hire a new AD. The Clemson AD went down there, so he wanted his own guy. But here's the thing. Most head coaches – well, generally, most ideas will generally give a coach a chance to figure it out and, and before mm-hmm. firing them. This guy didn't, and I'm, I'm sorry, but it's wrong. If you're going to do it, go ahead and fire him. And then, like, you know, I understand what's coming from, like, well, we want to know we have Cristobal, but it's like he went to Miami. He still believes I mean, in the U. Yeah. Wrongly, but he does. I mean, here's my thing. I... I... I'm not gonna say Cristobal is a bad hire, but no, it's a great hire. Oregon, when with Oregon, they've got some in, they've got some embarrassing losses though. Like that, like I mean, teams got teams teams everywhere have embarrassing losses, but I feel like Oregon's Except had Alabama. more of. I feel like yeah, <laughs> I feel like Oregon has had more of their more than their fair share of embarrassing losses in the last couple of years, and so it just makes me wonder: is this is that gonna? It carry over into Miami, where you know, because with those types of things, I I feel like embarrassing losses ties a lot more into coaching than it does players because you're not preparing them well enough. An embarrassing loss every now and then, sure, but if you're consistently, you know, where you you've become recognized for having some, some embarrassing losses, then something's wrong on your end. So it makes me wonder if now being Cristobal with with those some of those embarrassing losses coming into Miami, a culture that's already horrible as it is, that that can't be that's not a recipe for success. We'll see in a few years, of course, and then of course you know coming in well, you know you you're gonna have people leaving as as is the case. You're gonna have people decommitting, um, or you know never committing at all. That might have been thinking about it. Uh, it it's 
I feel like this is a horrible storm for Miami. Uh, appropriate given the name, the Hurricanes. Ha ha. Uh, one's coming, and it's not going to be in the form of them dominating the ACC. Right, and it just. Miami is a program that's nationally irrelevant. They have not made the ACC, ACC, ACC championship game since they joined the conference. Once they left the Big East, they became a has-been. Now, granted, the Big East may well have disbanded anyway, but still, it's like Virginia Tech, of the schools that have made that jump, Virginia Tech got the better of that. Mm-hmm. Along with Boston College, but again, it's Boston College. <laughs> I don't mean it to disrespect, but they were never expected to compete in football. Mm-hmm. They, you know, if they go to a bowl game, good job. So, I just the, the when I saw that, in addition to being uh, angry about someone losing his job, I started thinking this, th- this. All, this is just the this is the final straw that broke the camel's back in terms of being the the storm that really it, it will it, if it's not controlled it will break college football from what it was and what it should be. Mm-hmm. This will become NFL Junior and it already has in many ways, but NFL coaches. I mean, there were people thinking that you know uh, they were the Jets will the Jets could fire Robert Sala. Their first year head coach, the Lions could fire Dan Campbell. And I'm like, you just hired these people. Don't fire them after one season. You're the Jets and Lions. It's going to take time to rebuild this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, no. And it's just, people are going to be expected to. Uh, look, look at Brian Kelly, okay? Leaving Notre Dame. <clears throat> Notre Dame is not a job you leave. Notre Dame is a job you leave when you retire or they fire you. Mm-hmm. And they never fire coaches. They, you retire or you just you retire. Simple as that. And you leave Notre Dame. So he's going to go down to the SEC where they're going to think at LSU, well, we're going to beat Alabama now. That's the expectation down there. Yeah. yeah. That's the expectation every year. They're going to win the West and they're going to go play in the SEC championship game. And if they go nine and three, all hell breaks loose. That's just, that, That's just true. Okay, mm-hmm. and Notre Dame you go nine and three. Well, all hell breaks loose there. But you know what? You know, it's Notre Dame. They're not going to freak out over it. And he, he th- this is what it, one of the reasons he left because he wanted to win a national championship game. Then I'm like, Notre Dame finished fifth in the college football playoff rankings. Yeah, unless you finish fifth in your own division, probably. Mm-hmm. Th- th- I, no, it, it just there's so many. Granted. If you really hit it off, I mean, here's the thing with the, with the loaded up SEC, they'll probably move Alabama and Auburn to the east, and then keep the SEC west as Texas, Oklahoma, A and M, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU, and Arkansas. I, I I don't know that, but that's a guess. It's the easiest thing to do, mm-hmm. which probably means it won't happen now. But oh well. Uh, so if you LSU play in the SEC west, you get a chance to beat Texas, Oklahoma. A&M, Ole Miss, and probably a good Arkansas team. There's a lot of high-quality wins there. So, yeah, you're going to get a chance to improve the, impress the playoff committee. But at the same time, if you lose to those, or you lose a crossover game here or there, that knocks you out. So I just th- – there's a lot of stuff that comes into this. And, again, I just said it earlier. 
the math does not support everyone going eleven and one or ten and two or twelve and zero every year. It just doesn't. That's the situation here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, someone's got to go seven and five. Someone's got to go four and eight. If it's you, they're gonna find a way to fire you before you even know you've been fired. They're gonna sell your house before you even before you even get out of the office. That that's just the truth. So we've opened up this Pandora's box now of ultra high expectations, ultra high amounts of money, and coaches pay the price for it. Because we're gonna have a lot of people be like, you know what? I don't have to deal with this. I don't have to do this. Why? Why? I'll take my buyout. I'll take my ten million and I'll let you deal with that. It's someone else's problem now. Hell, that's what Lincoln Riley did in Oklahoma. Right? He bailed. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? I can go in there. I can have a. I can have some kind of a peace of mind and and you know sanity at USC as opposed to being driven up the wall and you know aging forty years in two at Oklahoma and the SEC. We've opened this box now, and for a sport that is now claiming to be four players, you've screwed players over by uh, firing coaches this late into a into a situation where that where an early signing day exists. Mm-hmm. Eliminate the early signing day and go back to February only if you're going to do this. That's the only logical option here. If you're going to still continue to drive these coaches mad for the sake of a quick buck. Can't can't argue there. Can't. I'd be insane to do so. Good, and I don't think you want to go at me right now because I'm still pretty hot. <laughs> All right. To the playoff matters this year. Alabama whips, uh, beats Georgia. Uh, Michigan throttles Iowa. Cincinnati pulls away from Houston. The top four are as follows. Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati. Setting up Georgia versus Michigan as a 2-3 game and Alabama-Cincinnati 1-4 game. Did the playoff committee get it right? And which of those two games are you looking forward to seeing the most? Hmm. Uh, I I would... I think the teams that I expected to be in there... Now, we predicted otherwise, but... Well, no, yeah, I actually we, floated that exact thing well, as, you, as you the did, option. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that was... Of, of how, what we were discussing, this was one of the options. Um, now, I... I uh, immediately now, I, I didn't think this was going to happen. My brain thought, well, may it, you know, maybe they might. Um, I immediately started seeing people go before the rankings. Of course, this was like immediately after Alabama had beaten Georgia. Um, going, you're looking at the new number one team in college football, pointing at Michigan, and I'm thinking, ha. Um, well, I did say that. <laughs> you didn't. Uh, some people did. I said uh, it later on. Yeah, um, Michigan had won, but uh, I, I actually, I did. I was kind of just a little surprised by Alabama being put into number one, but they did handle the number one team in the nation, and um, you know, yeah, Michigan, you know, handled Iowa State, uh, Iowa, not Iowa State, Iowa fairly well, um, more than fairly well, really. <laughs> they obliterated them. Um, but I think a, an Alabama, you know, beating Georgia hits harder 
than a Michigan beating Iowa. Um, which is why I, I don't have a problem with Alabama being number one. Um, but what this does set us up for, I mean, either way, they, 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 either way um, we put it, given the, given the outcome that is, either way they put the rankings, we were going to have either an immediate Alabama-Georgia uh, rematch in the we, playoffs. We, we were never getting that. Or, uh, yeah, I didn't expect them to do it. I, I, I think they, they put the rankings the way they were to avoid having that right off the bat. Um, because everyone freaks out about two consecutive matchups against the same team. Mm-hmm. Why well, I have um, no idea that everyone freaks out about that. But now we're set up for a potential rematch in the ch- in in the national ch- uh, championship, um, and frankly, I think it's like sixty forty possible. Um, I I don't know <laughs> about Cincinnati hanging with Alabama at all. Um, I, as much as I believe Cincinnati should be in the playoffs because they have owned it, uh, they are the last undefeated team in the country. Um, you're still facing Nick Saban in Alabama, and he's been there more he, times than you can shake and, a stick at. And he's got a month to prepare for you. <laughs> and I don't care who you're, um, but you're, 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 you're Cincinnati, and I respect you. You're new blood. You're facing the gatekeeper. <laughs> and I don't think you're breaking through that gate. No. Um, so Alabama's going back to a title game. I'm calling that. Um, w- will I be There's some for our picks later on, Darren. Come on. <laughs> uh, I just so, spoil the ending. Ha Um, but I, I think this is the match. These are the matchups needed to happen based on the outcome. I think, um, one, it was a given that, that we weren't going to see an immediate rematch of, of Bama, Georgia. And two, um, I knew we both knew that if Georgia lost, they won't. Um, So the only thing that was going to happen, that was the only way things were changing up was if Michigan lost and Alabama lost and neither that, uh, neither of those two scenarios happened. No. Um, Then there was some uh, very, very uh, quiet on this uh, thing. My dad saw this and I did end up seeing some crazy guy on Twitter uh, say this. My dad doesn't use Twitter, so he wouldn't have seen it there. Um, but I did see some crazy guy on Twitter suggest that because Georgia lost, that Baylor should be in at number four. Um, and I'm like, I don't, I don't care who you are. Uh, the Big Twelve is not standing up in in this college football playoff. Um, to, to put a team from nine up to four, to jump from five spots, mm-hmm. even even if they did being just the top five team, a top number five team. Think about this. Yeah. They didn't have as much. They didn't have as far to go. But Alabama only jumped. Three spots for being the number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. What made you think beating five is better than beating one? It's not. Nope. So I now I did I did see someone actually propose that, um, but that was um, a couple of days. I was like two days after. Um, my dad had s- said that he'd seen. Now this was before the game was over. My dad, man, he was like I I saw somewhere. He I didn't ask him where. I didn't get the confirmation. Uh, it's like that they might put Baylor in over Georgia if Georgia loses or, you know, he probably also worded it weirdly in that. Mm. Um, but he definitely, that, that is what he said uh, that he saw. And then I was like, I, we both agreed that that was stupid. <laughs> he definitely did not believe that that would happen. Um, and then of course I saw this on this guy throw this out on Twitter. I'm like, you're insane. I, I don't, you're insane. Um, 
the Big 12 would get destroyed in this playoff. I think even oh, since he would have destroyed my Baylor. God, that'd be awful. Um, the, the, we've, if there's one, there's another thing that we know at this point is historically the Big 12 blows it in college football playoffs. They blow it. I know. They just throw Kansas out there and get it over with. <laughs> right. Um, so it's that, that's insane. Uh, so given the scenarios that we had talked about last week, this, this makes sense. Um, and I will get to it in a second, but I already know, I already think I, I already have my prediction of where this is going to go. Um, we'll get to that. I don't like disagree the with the show before four. this thing. Yeah. We won't I don't do that now. <laughs> I don't disagree with the top four and I don't disagree with the ordering because I agree with you in that there was no way, there was no way, even if it was justifiable to put them at, you know, the rank that they were at, there was no way they were going to put an Alabama, Georgia as a football playoff semifinal and not hold that off to have that possibility for being a rematch in the title game. No. And and here's the thing. That would be the headline. That is the headline and that's what they're gunning for. Right. And here's the thing. If they had, if they had done that, they put Michigan at one. There was no way you could put, uh, you could, there's no way you could jump Cincinnati up, uh, to up to number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it would not have there been was no way. So you, you, there was only one. There was only one option here. That conversation probably lasted five minutes. Hey, uh, we can't put Cincinnati at three. Okay, well we know everything else. Bama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati. Okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. Y'all can get some sleep now. All right, so let's look at we'll, we'll, we'll do more bowl previews as we go. Because mm-hmm. I kind of want to do this. We did, when we had a sports blog a few years ago, we actually did one where we previewed every bowl game uh, uh, across the country. Uh, I, well, I did that. I wrote it. But uh, uh, we'll do that because I kind of want to do that. I, I like doing this kind of stuff. So, but we, I want to look at the, the New Year's Six games right now. Uh, we'll, we'll not necessarily preview them, but I want to know what you think of the matchup effectively. Alrighty. Chick fil A Peach Bowl, number 10, Michigan State versus number 12, Pitt. Gag for Pitt. <laughs> uh, uh, go Sparty. Just because you're playing Pitt for no other mm-hmm. reason. I don't I, think, you know, I'm, I'm not that big on Michigan State, but I'm bigger than them than I am Pitt. <laughs> I, I think, I, I think, um, I agree in that, in the sentiment. Uh, go Sparty because Pitt. Uh, mm-hmm. Do I think that's actually going to happen? No. Um, no, I, I think don't either. It's going to obliterate him. But, but Pitt's quarterback's going for the Heisman. He's a Heisman finalist. Exactly, he's a Heisman finalist. Um, they'll they they they've done something right. Um, so Ghost Party simply for the sentiment of that certain phrase against uh, you know Pitt. Uh, but no, there's no way they come out of we'll, this. With victory. We'll, we'll dust that off come September next year. <laughs> um, but uh, no, P- Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh's winning this one, but for the sake of not well, picking them, I'm if, going if to If he Sparty. actually wins the Heisman tradition, says Heisman doesn't win that ball game. Hi, the Heisman winners are not very uh, very uh, fortunate at, uh, in their games afterwards. So Right, so we'll see. It, it's, it's, it's akin to the I don't MB- think he. I don't think he wins it, though. I yeah. think that probably goes to Alabama's quarterback, Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Or CJ Stroud from Ohio State, because it has to be Ohio State guy, right? Yeah. I mean, if it's anything akin to the NFL MVP coast, that the MVP doesn't win the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm receiving into that All one a couple right. times. Uh huh. <laughs> Fiesta, Fiesta Bowl, Oklahoma State versus Notre Dame. 
Give me the pokes all day. Mm-hmm. That that'll be that's that'll be a fun. I also didn't know it was the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Yes. Um, when did it become the PlayStation? Is a few a, years ago, actually. Uh, man, I've every time I hear Fiesta Bowl, I immediately go Tostitos. Same. It just same, makes sense. Exactly. Like, I don't. I don't understand. Like, why it's a PlayStation Fiesta Bowl? Why not some? Because other... Sony wanted money. Because Sony wanted to give them money. <laughs> like, gosh. Um. Like, because uh, when well, what was the Sugar Bowl when the when the Nokia. Sugar Bowl. Was, was it the Nokia, Nokia. Sugar Bowl? Yes, when... Nokia Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Yes, it's um, the Allstate Sugar Bowl now. And now it's the Allstate. And like the 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 Orange Bowl was uh, what was the, the Orange Discover Bowl? Orange Bowl. Discover, yeah. It's, so it's, it's the Capital still, One Orange Bowl. It's now. still a credit card company. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because why not? The, exactly. Uh, like some of these, when they change sponsors, it like they don't roll off the tongue as well. Um, mm-hmm. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl definitely does not is one of them, and I'm, um, which makes me glad with the Rose Bowl that it's like the Rose Bowl game presented by mm-hmm. instead of the game because then it doesn't matter. The Ro- it's the Rose Bowl. It doesn't matter. It's not the Capital One Rose Bowl. It's not the not not the big boy you know, Rose Bowl. It's big not. <laughs> it's not. And you know, you Pacific sponsored bowl, sponsored bowl games. Ha ha! Great marketing, people. Exactly, it's the Rose Bowl game presented. Uh, hey, they because... went through Pasadena. We could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, smart. <laughs> you know what we're gonna do after we get done with this? Before we go to West Virginia's bowl game, mm. I've got the bowl game list sitting right in front of me. We're gonna go through. And we're gonna pick some of our favorite names for said bowl games. Oh yeah, yeah. We gotta That's, do that. We gotta do that. All right, let's finish up this. Uh, mention the Rose Bowl game. The Ohio State University versus number 11, Utah. Uh, that's actually going to be a pretty good game. Yeah, I think it'll be a good one. Um, I, I, I'm gonna, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can make a pick for this one at all. I don't uh, either. Not right but, now, uh, anyway. I, I'm going to say simply for sentiment, that sen- the, the, the sentiment towards Ohio State, I want, I want Utah to win. <laughs> well, Utah is like the most emotional team in the country. They had two players die from gunshots. Over the past year, so they're playing with a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. They they want this thing, you know that. Last New Year's Six Bowl, what is in the playoff? The All State Sugar Bowl, number seven Baylor versus number eight Ole Miss. That'll be a good one. Mm-hmm. That'll be a really good one. Very good one. All right, let's go through here. Let's talk about some of the uh, bowl games. The first bowl up is the Bahamas Bowl. No sponsors, just Bahamas Bowl. Bahamas. Friday, 20, Friday, 17 December, noon from Thomas Robbins Stadium in, in the Nassau, Bahamas. Now, okay, here's one. The Cure Bowl, which is an absolutely great name for a bowl game because it's, it's promoting cancer research. You can't go wrong with that, but the name is funny. The Tail Greeter Cure Bowl. <laughs> one one has, a, has a twisted enough mind, they might take that. <laughs> And one might, yes. <laughs> we know a few ones, don't we? <laughs> mm, um, mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. The what? <laughs> you heard me. The roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Roof claim. Yes. One word, obviously, it's the dot, it's the dot huh. com, it's domain. But the PUBG Mobile New Mexico Bowl. Ah, PUBG Mobile. <laughs> I didn't know they got into uh, uh, sponsoring bowl games. They, they do. Fresno State versus UTEP. Wow. 
uh, I, here's one just because I like their smoothies. Uh, the Tropical Smoothie Cafe, the mm. Frisco Bowl. That's mm-hmm. UTSA and San Diego State. Tropical, That'd be a good game. There's a there's a Tropical Smoothie Cafe up up near the Best Buy over here, and uh, um, I stop by every now and then. It's pretty tasty. Mm. Yeah, they're they're some, they're pricey smoothies. I'll put. No. Uh, but well, you gotta have enough money to pay the bowl game, right? <laughs> it's like they're good. They're good smoothies. I like. Them. All right. The Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. What the hell is Radiance Technologies? I am curious. Now, here's one for the here's here's your winner: the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel has his own bowl Jimmy game. Jimmy Kimmel himself. He is living our dream of having our own bowl game. <laughs> I I love that. So do I. I did. <laughs> That's funny. Now, the Gasparilla Bowl, I am disappointed. It is no longer the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. It is now the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Boo. And I am disappointed in this. The Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. Easy Post. Wasabi? Wasabi Fenway Bowl. What on earth are they thinking? (laughs) I just want to go to the Cheez-It Bowl. The Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. <laughs> we got the Duke's Mayo Bowl again. Duke's Mayo. No. The, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl that West Virginia's in. Mm-hmm. That 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 does not flop tongue at all. Nope. The Cheez-It Bowl actually used to be the bowl game West Virginia's in. Yeah, but then they moved the sponsorship to the game in Orlando. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I want now I'll say the same thing I said about I, I've said about the Duke's Mayo Bowl. That bowl better have a bunch of Cheez-Its in it. Mm-hmm. Just like the orange bowl has oranges, the Cheez-It bowl better have a bunch of Cheez-Its. The SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. That's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. <laughs> Tony the Tiger. Now, hey. here's, here's one for you. The Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Oh, Barstool Sports got themselves in there, and that's wonderful. And they're going to broadcast it. That's one of the few games you can't get on ESPN. That's fun. I'm here for that. Yeah. Uh, if if Tony Tiger Bowl, now this is what I'm going to say about the Tony Tiger Bowl. Uh, <laughs> th- that's clearly Frosted Flakes. <laughs> right. There should be some Frosted Flakes involved, as well as when, no. they, open up that, when they open up that game. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is what I'd do. You know how you got confetti after a game? Frosted flake confetti. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do you one better. Tony the Tiger himself better be sitting in that damn bowl. When I was going to say that. And I, I, when they open up the that and then when they open up the game, the first thing you better hear before they before the teams come out of the stadium is, they great. And then the teams come out. <laughs> Welcome to Tony Tiger's Sun Bowl featuring the Washington State Cougars and the Miami Hurricanes. They're great. <laughs> Uh, like that, no, they're not. They're here. <laughs> they're not in the playoff. They're here. Frosted flakes. They're less than good. They're here. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh. Here's one that's kind of doesn't really flop the tongue. The Tax Act Texas Bowl. Tax Act Texas. It actually is the one bowl game between New Year's Day and the in the playoff championship game. Be played on Tuesday, January fourth. Huh. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so with that, we've mentioned West Virginia's game against the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh, the first time these schools have ever met in football. Never played Minnesota before. Wow. Actually, I'm saying it wrong. Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> so we won't, we won't preview the game now. We'll preview it later at whatever on our latest show is prior to the game. But I want to know what your reaction is to this bowl game in Minnesota. I also like to make a good reaction. I told you this game mm-hmm. is being kicked off 8-15. It's actually 10-15. <sighs> it's, it's on, on a Tuesday night, no less. Yeah, it's definitely a time slot where you're just like, do I want to – like you want to you want to watch it because it's your team, but then you're like, do I justify staying up to 1 o'clock in the morning on a work day- night? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, I mean, that that's – the time slot's the worst thing for me there, of course. Um, the the game, note, I think to, we, note to Big 12, you will now have more Eastern schools than just West Virginia. Get the hell out of that bowl game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think we have both been seeing guaranteed weight bowl the whole time anyway. So we won't, I imagine when neither of us are surprised. The opponent's bouncing more than the actual game. Yeah. Now, I, I I don't know how the um, opponent matchup line, you know, how they pick the opponents for some, for this one. I know some of them are, you know, Big 12, number two well, versus et cetera, but I don't know how right, this but, one is picked. But they, they do, but they also have a rule where you can't put the, where you <clears> can't put the same team in the same game for like two straight years, whatever. So we couldn't go to the Liberty Bowl again. Now that, that was never going to happen. Actually. Right, there's a rule. It's supposed to give people more experiences than just doing the same thing every year. Yeah. Save the playoff. Uh, so we couldn't go to the Liberty Bowl. That wasn't going to happen. I think it's actually every two years. So we couldn't go. Well, we didn't have a bowl game prior to that. So everything was – the Liberty Bowl was the only game we couldn't get put to. Interesting. But, yes, it is. Like, generally it's – there is a there is a uh, uh, an order here like the waiver wire almost mm-hmm. where bowls get to pick and then whoever's left the other teams will get to pick based on conference finish <clears> and <throat> stuff like that. So it is a little bit like that, but there is that rule. Gotcha. Um, so I actually didn't know what team to expect. I think we both you you had seen more so that maybe Maryland. Um, and they're freaked I, out about that. <laughs> um, I definitely I didn't know who to expect. So, in in its own right, this was a surprise. Just because I did I didn't have any other idea of who who could be the one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I didn't know either. I just like I said, I saw Maryland the last time West Virginia played Maryland in a bowl game. Was the same, was the last time West Virginia played them in a season in a bowl game. And West Virginia got blown out in both games. I'm like, you know what? We don't want to do that again, okay? We just don't. <laughs> we have no intention doing that. So that – and we'll see who plays in this game, right? I mean, we have eligibility there, obviously, from last year. But it's always going to be that thing of, well, who's going to play? And we don't know that yet. So we know one person who won't be playing in the game pretty much, Isaiah Esdale. He entered the transfer portal. Really? Yeah. I did yesterday. not see that. I thought you did. That's why I didn't say anything. No, Actually, I, I, I just got about saying it. <laughs> no, I no, definitely yeah. had not seen that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he was. He. I wow. <laughs> right. That's what. That's exactly the reaction I had. Uh, all, all, all this uh, much longer uh, blank thoughts. 
Like, um, okay, well, all right, well, yeah, right. I, I did not see that coming. So we can, we can pretty much bet on him not playing in the game. Mm-hmm. Because he'll probably be exploring his recruiting options. Yeah. By the way, something else we forgot to mention about how this stuff screws over uh, people: uh, the transfer portal. It's good for players, and I'm all for it. But we need to remember that exists when we're talking about firing and hiring head coaches, just like that. Mm-hmm. Not just guys you can meet. You might have half the team want to transfer. Yeah. Problem. Exactly. <sighs> I don't know anymore. All right, so we'll look into West Virginia's game more uh, next. Well, not no. Next week ain't going to be much because we don't have a Patriots game to review. We only have the Colts to look forward to. We don't have a West Virginia game to preview. I guess we'll go through and we'll do like the early bowl games, uh, like the week of, and then come into you know the around Christmas bowl. So anyway, anyway, we don't have a whole lot to talk about next week, but we will do a show next week. We know that for sure. Uh, so. That'll be episode number 21 of this season. This has been season two, episode 20. For Darren, I am Lucas. Thanks so much for listening. Darren, take us home. Adios.